made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it, even on this day of celebration for one of God's best doorkeepers, for one of God's best doorkeepers. So let's celebrate that doorkeeper the way he would celebrate. Amen. Uh, he's walked you through these doors, through good times and bad, but it's his day now, and we're going to celebrate him like never before. And uh, Psalm 84 says, it is better is the day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. Ah, he's dwelling with the Lord today. Amen. For the Lord God is the sun and the shield, and the Lord bestows favor and honor. And no good thing does he withhold for those who walk in blame, in, with him blamelessly. Lord God Almighty, bless this day because we trust in you. Amen. Are we about to give a celebration? Amen. Come on, let's celebrate our brother Reggie. I don't know about you, but somehow or another, I got the nickname Brand. He said, Brand, come on, it's time. So now I tell you, come on, Reggie, right now, everybody, it's time to celebrate the life of a man well lived. Let us now have the prayer of invocation. Father God, we thank you for this time. We thank you for these people that have gathered in your name. God, you are holy, you are righteous, and you are even in this moment. God, we glorify you, Lord. We thank you for everything that you're going to do. God, we pray for the preacher that's got to preach for her friend. We pray for the family, God. We pray that you would just bless them in a mighty, mighty way. We pray for everyone that is in operation to bring this day to be. God, you are holy. You are righteous. Holy Spirit, come in our midst today. God, we thank you for it. We're believing you for it. Can you join me in an amen? Can you join me in an amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. You may keep your seats as we have our hymn of opening, which is when we all get to heaven. I don't know about you, but I want to be able to sing that song. When we all mercy and his grace in the mansions bright and blessed he'll prepare for us a place when we all get to heaven what a day of rejoicing that will be when we all see Jesus we will sing and shout the victory. Listen, while we walk the pilgrim's pathway, clouds will overspread the skies. But when traveling, uh, days are over, not a shadow, not a sigh. Get to heaven What a day of rejoicing that will be When we all 
will sing and shout the victory. Let us then be true and faithful, trusting, serving every day. Just one glimpse of a human glory will the toys of life repay when we all get to heaven. What a day of rejoicing that will be when we all see my Jesus, we will sing a What a day of rejoicing that will be when we all see Jesus. We will sing and shout the victory. Good afternoon, everyone. I will be reading the Old and New Testament scripture. Old Testament scripture is an old familiar psalm, the 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He make me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valleys of the shadows of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Our New Testament scripture, John 14, verses 1 through 6. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, there you will be also. And where I go, you know, and the way, you know. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. And how can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. 
the word of God for the people of God. church let's pray about it let's pray for this sweet family father god up in heaven hallowed is your name god if they ever needed you before they need you now so god come and comfort this family god during this precious time god they love you that loved one is gone, God, and they love and they hurt and they're grieving because of the love relationship that they had with each other. You grieve for those that you love. And God, we have empathy for them and we care about them, God. So let the, let us not do anything but show them much love, God, and care. God, we pray that you would wrap your arms around them at this precious time, God. The Psalm 1 says that the, or the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. God, so I pray right now in the mighty name of Jesus that his steps have been ordered and that his children and his grandchildren and great-grandchildren have been watching and they have been taking note of those things that are good and they will continue to do them. God, we pray that you would just bless this family in, a, in the midnight hour, God, when there is no one there but you. God, we pray that you would comfort them, that you would hear their humble cry. God, because there are going to be some tears, but we can trust in that. But the thing about it, we can trust and we know that weeping will endure for a night, but joy will come in the morning. It's your promise. You said it, so it has to be true. We believe that it is true for this family, God. I pray right now, God, that you would knit this family together. That when you would cause them to call on one another, God, they have lost their patriarch, God. But I pray right now that you would cause them to be joined together, knitted together in a mighty, mighty way. God, give them nothing but love for one another. God, we thank you for this time. We thank you for this family, God, because there are some truths that we have to understand that, that life is like this, God. And we know that you're going to take care of this family, God. We know that there is a truth that you loved him and that he loved them and God so therefore that love is going to continue on and on and on God we thank you for this family we thank you even now for this time to celebrate God we thank you even in this COVID nation God that we have a time that we can come together that we can celebrate him right early and in the right way God that he would be so pleased with God so we thank you for this time of celebration we thank you for this place called St. Paul that thought it not robbery but to have this time Time together just to celebrate a life well lived and Mr. Uh, <laughs> we God we thank you for Mr. Reginald Steele we thank you for him in a mighty mighty way bless him God we know that he is absent from the body but he is present with you and so we know that everything is going to be all right God we thank you for this time it is hallowed it is set aside God love on this family like never before be a shoulder in a time of sorrow God be a leaning post when they need it God take care of their every every need it is your name we do pray amen can you join me in an amen Amen. Amen. We're going to continue in our worship with a special selection by Miss Veronica Alexander.
he'll take care of you. to the mic on my right, your left, there's a mic ready for you. If you can keep your um, reflections to two minutes, that will just, um, it'll help the family. Amen. God brings us together on this day to celebrate the life of my uncle, the great Reginald Steele. My uncle was a hero to me. He treated me as if I was his only son. And when he spoke, I listened. I won't go into details of all of our great moments because there are way too many of them to speak on. But what I will do is recite a poem that I have prepared just for you. And the title of this poem is called Fly High. And it reads as follows. My Uncle Retina is what I called him. Cool, calm, and collective, I adored him. He spoke in a tone that made plenty of sense. Delivering his message was very intense. His understanding of life carried a lot of weight. And to those that truly knew him, there was nothing fake. About his style and the life he chose to live. And as a reminder, he served a God that always forgives. So fly high, my uncle. Your soul is in flight. Your captain has spoken and the timing is right. 
for you to come on home to harvest your plight. I love you so dearly as you now take your rest. And just having you as my uncle was the absolute best. May God bless your soul each and every day. And when you arrive in heaven on your homegoing day, make sure that you tell my mother, Sonia Steele Campbell, that her son said, hey, God bless you. My name is Ruby Warren, and I <clears throat> I'm part of the group of all these ushers you've seen come in. If they don't mind, I'd like them to stand just for a moment. Again, there are some that may have uniforms on and may not. Thank you. I prepared, I'd, I'd like to let you know that along with Reggie, who was on group, who was the leader of group one, also, he was also over the funeral committee ministry. He was also over the fifth Sunday of men. And then it all changed. I want to say we are with you in your grieving. Always. We are here for you. Always. Reggie was a person that taught me the things that I need to know on the funeral committee. I've learned well. I want to just say these few words. As I would perhaps see him as he would be traveling in that wonderful navy blue car on the way to first Sunday, which I volunteer for here. And Usher's ministry, Mission for God, is first Sunday morning. And I am headed to St. Paul. It's early. I've got something important to do. A mission of God. Preparation for the sanctuary. As the ushers do, must do. We used to have to put envelopes in the back of the seats. We don't have to do that now. For the preparation for sanctuary, for the mem members of this uh, celebration, which is another moment on First Sunday of the of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, members here. I have to get my get that office ready. I have to be ready for our other ushers that will be coming in. As we will have our uniforms on, we will be ready to say our prayers together as a group. Good morning. 
God is with us all the time. I want to thank you, God, for having Reggie be a part of our usher's ministry here at St. Paul. If you want to know somebody that was faithful, truly faithful, all the time, first Sunday, to be here. Sometimes he would be the only usher here for a funeral. There have been times like that. Or maybe it would be one of him and a few more. A prayer in, in his mind, in his heart, as he moved about. I'm sure he said, help me, Lord. May I and other ushers while we chose this journey to be an usher. And if I'm right, Reggie walked through these doors of this sanctuary with our emeritus, Paul W. Drummond, in 1988. He was one of the first ushers to come through those doors in this new sanctuary. As an usher, we had to maintain our composure he did that well. As an usher, we kept smiles on our face and greeting people. We greeted everyone. He did a wonderful job of that. Now, I'm letting you know, me and him didn't always get along. Now, I'm on third, but now we just have this wonderful thing. We just say, usher's ministry. But we would fall out about things. Yes, we would. He put me at one spot, and I might be somewhere else when he's looking for me again and saying, that's not where you're supposed to be. When we had, when we worked together as ushers, we can welcome all of you into the Lord's house, doing his job. Not our job, his job. And I'm sure as he would be traveling alone, he'd ask God to keep him in in his heart, in his mind, that we don't mess around and make any of you mad before you leave up out of here. We're hoping you get a word. Come and join us, our wonderful church. Thank Paul. Get those that are lost. And, it, and sometimes, you know, we still are backtrack. Me and, me and Reggie did that sometimes backtrack and have to get ourselves together, start back on a good foot. May it be the beginning of a better of a better day for anyone that might come through these doors. We are the doorkeepers for the Lord. That is our job. Reverend Richardson has already mentioned Psalm eighty four. So if y'all get a chance, I want you to read that. And if it's any of you out there that would like to take on this job as he's gone to take his rest and wait on the rest of us to come later. I know he's, his spirit son is held. Another wonderful usher of this great church. So I'm thanking all of you this day and I know he's thanking God for opening the doors and calling him home. He was ready. He was, and he is.
taken his rest. He's a great man, a great usher. And I was proud, and I know we all are proud to have had him here. Thank you for hearing from me. Condolences from all of us, the ushers of St. Paul Baptist Church. Ministers Richardson and Blue, St. Paul disciples, family, friends, the scripture recalls to us today that this is a day that the Lord had made. We ought to rejoice and be glad in it, regardless of the circumstance, regardless of how we may be adjusting, may be dealing with what's going on. God is still God. And he does not make a mistake. And he's too big and loving not to miss any one of our hearts in here today. So we celebrate this homegoing service of our dear brother Reginald. And I want you to know one thing for sure is that he broke the rules for as long as he lived. Because society will tell you that a man is not supposed to love God the way brother Reginald loved God. But I'll tell you what, that brother took great joy in his service in the house of the Lord. He was happy to do it. I came across this family way back in 1989, and I have yet to see one day where Brother Reginald was upset, stressed out, disappointed, because he had to go to the house of the Lord. He was a man's man. He took his role very seriously, and he showed up. Maybe because of his military background, but whenever we had a meeting or function here at the church or in the community, one brother would always be there on time and even early. You would always see Brother Reginald Steele. And so as a young brother watching him through the years, I'm glad for the footsteps that he laid out for all of us, men and women, to walk in. He's a brother, a husband, a family man, uncle, all of that wrapped up in one. He's always willing to help anybody. Doesn't matter who you were or who you are, that brother was always willing to help. He was, as I call it, an ever-present help in the house of the Lord. And he took great joy in being a servant in our father's house. He also, by the way, had a sneaky sense of humor. I love that little sneaky laugh that he had. And those of you who know him knows he's got that sneaky laugh. And he loved hanging out with the brothers. Now, Psalm 133 and 1 said, Behold how good it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. And Brother Steele thoroughly enjoyed hanging out with the brothers, cutting up, rather than the parking lot or kitchen or in the hallway, wherever it was, he enjoyed cutting up. And your Richardson, he did indeed have a nickname for a whole lot of us. But that's a part of his love and his caring. 
Last year in 2021, we, the men of Valor, the men's ministry of St. Paul Baptist Church, were discussing the events for our upcoming Men's Day weekend. And during that time, we give out two awards, the Service Award and the Mission Award. And as we listened and talked about the different names and had discussions about the different brothers who were deserving to be recipient, one name coming to the top. And so in 2021, the men's ministry of St. Paul Baptist Church was so honored and humbled to be recipient of the Carl Taylor Service Award to our dear brother Reginald Steele. So we thank God for that, and we're proud of him. Psalm 91 and 17, the psalmist talks about, and he asked God an interesting question. He said, God, will you establish the works of our hands? Establish thou the works of our hands. Brother Reginald's hands was established. He was doing the work of the Lord. And God strengthened him every single step along the way. And we're so honored for that. And so I want to recall an old African proverb that I mentioned here once before. And it says, when an elder man or an older man dies, a library burns to the ground. There's so much wisdom and knowledge in who he was and how he lived. And so to the family, I just want to thank you all. And I pray that you all drank and read and studied as much from Brother Reginald as I got from him and the men of St. Paul Baptist Church got from him and even the women from St. Paul Church got from him. We are blessed having walked this space and time with our dear brother. God bless you. May he continue to strengthen you on these days and weeks and time ahead. Thank you. We want to thank everyone that did their tributes because they painted a picture, uh, Reginald Campbell, of wisdom. Thank you, sir, with your poem. Sister Rory, with, uh, she painted a picture of work. And then Brother Brown painted a picture of worth, wisdom, work, and worth. That was our dear brother, Reginald Steele. So thank you for painting such a beautiful picture for this family to remember. Secondly, we want to acknowledge uh, the family. Uh, the Steele family would like to extend a special acknowledgement to the following persons. Joanne Roseborough, Princess Hoke, Charlotte Kirkland, and Aldersgate Hospice and Palliative Care. As the days and weeks go by, don't forget this family. They're still going to need you. They're still going to need your calls and your comfort. Please don't forget about them. They will thank you in a more formal way after everything has calmed down a little bit. We expect to hear from them and thank you letters and calls as well. But in the meantime, let this serve as a thank you from the Steele family for everything that you have done for them. If it was a call, a visit, or a text, they are forever grateful for your kindness toward them. Amen?
Amen. We will continue in our worship with a musical selection from Sister Naomi Worthy, and it will be followed by the next speaking voice and preaching voice you will hear will be that of Reverend Dr. Monica Redmond. If I can help somebody as I travel If I can cheer somebody with the word or song, if I can show somebody when he's traveling. Then my living shall not be in vain. If I can do my duty as a Christian, If I can bring back beauty to a world abroad, if I can spread love's message that the man to hold then my living shall not be in vain then my living
Anybody saved in here today? Oh, come on. Can I see them? Can I see the saved people? The people that God saved. I know he saved me. Mere fact that you are here today to share in this celebration of our dear brother. To God, we give the glory. Come on. To God, we give the glory for the life of Brother Reginald Steele. Come on, let's give God some praise for his life, for his work. And I know that he would be so excited about the fact that all of us are here to give God some glory. Not really to talk about him. He really was not that type of God, not the God that I knew. He really wanted all the attention to go to God. And so... For Brother Reginald Steele, come on, one more time. Let's give God some praise in here. Come on, let's give God some praise in here. Would you bow your heads for just a moment? Let us pray, Father. It's in the name of Jesus Christ that we come before you. And Lord, we come before you just to say thank you. We want to say thank you, God, for this day. This day we've never seen before. God, we love you so much. And Father, we lift up this family to you. We say thank you for lending Brother Reginald Steele to us. Thank you for allowing him to be here with us to laugh and to talk. Oh God, just to cut up a little bit and to serve. God, thank you for his service. Thank you for his service to St. Paul Baptist Church. Thank you for his service to the men's ministry. Thank you for his service to the ushers ministry. But God, thank you for his service to you. God, we pray choice blessings upon this family. And we ask, oh God, in the days and in the weeks to come, that you would be right there by their side. Be right by them, oh God, because I know that there are going to be days that they're going to remember him. But God, when they remember him, Help them to remember who he was and who he still is to us. God, we love you so much. We thank you. Now, your preacher needs your power. God, I need you to stand up in me right now. Allow your power 
allow your anointing power to be in this place and allow us, God, to share words that will lift words, oh God, that we can live by in the days and in the weeks to come. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. One more time, give God some praise in here. One more time. We want God to be in the building. I already know that he's here. I want to give honor to our pastor and our leader in his absence, um, the Reverend Dr. Robert C. Scott. Would you help me thank the Lord for our leader? We have a leader, and I am so excited um, that we serve in ministry together. And I want to thank God for our worship leader, Rep. Brenda Richardson. Would you help me thank the Lord for her, how she has done such an awesome, awesome job in leading us. And then keep those hands together for Rev. Rosia Blue, who is here with us serving in ministry. And you know what? I want us to keep our hands together for my sisters who've been singing today. I'm telling you, come on, you can do better than that. You can do better than that, Sister Saronica Alexander. And for uh, Mrs. Naomi Worthy, to God we give the glory for their presence and for I call him Schroeder, <laughs> David Scott Gibson. Would you put your hands together for him and for our ushers and for everyone that has helped to assist to um, allow this worship to be what it is today. Those in the broadcast, we thank God for you and for even our brothers who are out in the parking lot. To God, we give the glory. Great things he is doing. Now, I do believe that there is a word that has been read for us, but I want to read this passage of scripture for us one more time. It's found in the gospel that is recorded by St. John, um, the 14th chapter. And we know this scripture um, very well, but allow me to read it one more time. I'm going to read only seven verses of that 14th chapter. And it reads like this, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you're going, and how can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Verse number seven, if you had known me, you would have known my Father. And from now on, you know him and have seen him. But I want to go back up to that um, third verse, and it says, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Verse number two says, in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. For just a few moments, my brothers and sisters, I want to just share along this thought. I want to talk about a new home for Brother Reginald Steele. 
That's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about a new home for Brother Reginald Steele. Do do you want to help me preach that word today? Come on, let's talk about it. Let's talk about a new home for Brother Reginald Steele. We gather here um, this afternoon in memory of our dear brother Reginald. We gather here to grieve and we gather to mourn. And, um, but we also gather today to remember and reflect upon Brother Reginald's life. A life in which each of us were blessed to share. I don't know about you, but my life has been made better because I knew Brother Reginald Steele. Now, many of you may have known um, his wife, Sister Helen. Sister Helen is the one that affectionately called us twins. <laughs> so we would come and we would do the funerals and we would share in ministry together. And so it warmed my heart that that's how she saw us as twins. And, and I believe she did that because she saw us serving the Lord. And you know, if I had to be a twin with anybody, it really, really warms my heart to be a twin of someone who really, really loved the Lord and loved the church and loved the work of the church. You ought to give God some praise for that. Because one of the things that we do know is Brother Reginald Steele loved the work. And so we're here today to remember him And um, to remember and be comforted, to console one another. But we also gather to celebrate the love of God in whom there is no death. (laughs) We gather here with teary eyes and saddened hearts. Our spirits have been broken by Brother Reginald's death. But lost grief and sadness have overcome our emotions. The sting of death is an all-too-present of a reality in our lives today. But you know what? I have some good news for us today. Because into the pain of Brother Reginald's death, into our emptiness and sadness and grief, I want you to know burst the eternal promises of God, proclaiming victory over death, And the promise of life everlasting. I want you all to know that Brother Reginald is more alive now than he was when he walked among us. Oh, I can't get no help right now. I said Brother Reginald is more alive right now than when he lived amongst us. He's more alive now. And I know, if I know Brother Reginald, he is now walking the streets of gold. But he is trying to find the door where he can be an usher in the house of the Lord. You ought to put your hands together. You all know him. Y'all know that that's what's his love. That was his work. I know that's what he is doing. And he is probably talking about his twin up there in heaven. But listen. The sting of death is an all-too-present of a reality in our lives today. And I have some good news for us. I want us to understand the eternal promises of God proclaiming victory over death and the promise of life everlasting. For by our Lord's death on the cross, death becomes for Brother Reginald Steele 
and for all of the individuals who have given their hearts and their lives to, to God, simply a doorway to eternal life with Jesus Christ. God has blessed each and every one of us with a very precious gift. And this gift has been entrusted into our care. It is a gift that can be given by no one other than God. God bestows his gift very generously. He bestows it without request, without restrictions. However, far too often we take that gift for granted. And you know what that gift is? It is a gift of life itself of what I'm talking about. God has given us right now the gift of life. I don't know how you are living your life with the gift that God has given you, but brothers and sisters, I'm living my life uh, that's pleasing unto the Lord. Is anybody living their life like that? Yeah. And God has very generously bestowed this gift upon every one of us and upon our brother, dear Reginald. Unfortunately, it is oftentimes only when this gift is taken away or threatened with illness or injury that we pause to consider this marvelous gift. The psychotherapist Sigmund Freud and the writer of Ecclesiastes also touched on this theme. They suggest that as humans, we are the only species on the face of the earth that is cursed with the foreknowledge of our finiteness and that finiteness includes that one day we all will die. We all know that. We know we have knowledge of being creatures with a beginning and an end to our earthly lives. And although we go to great lengths to avoid admitting it, we all know that one day we all are going to be just like Brother Reginald. Someday we all are going to die. Yet this is not the end of the faithful. That's what I love about having a relationship with Jesus Christ. That even though we do die, that that is not the end of our lives. You ought to put your hands together for that. Oh, when you give your life to the Lord and you live your life and it's pleasing unto the Lord, you know that this is not the end. This is not the end for Brother Reginald. And if you live your life and that life is connected to God, you can shout, you can run, you can sing because you can say it ain't over. It ain't over. It ain't over when the preacher does the committal. It ain't over when we go to the funeral cemetery. It ain't over when we say ash to ashes, dust to dust. It ain't over. Come on in here, somebody. You ought to be excited about that truth. Oh, that's some good old Sunday school, Brother Anthony. Listen, our lives are not over. Hallelujah. And we know that it's not the end. Death for the faithful is a life brought to completion and perfection in Jesus Christ. Brother Steele is now experiencing the fullness of his life in the presence of Jesus Christ. Life as God intended it to be lived. Oh, help me, Jesus. I know that you think that you are really riding high down here, but I want you to know that right now, Brother Reginald is really living his life. He's living his best life right now. You ought to put your hands together. I'm telling you, he's living his best life right now. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, God is good. Ha! The 14th 
chapter of the Gospel of John has its setting in the upper room where the disciples have eaten the Passover meal with Jesus Christ. Jesus knew exactly what the next few hours and days would bring. So he prepared his disciples to face the future without fear. The words, do not let your hearts be troubled, were addressed by Jesus to all of the disciples, but we can rightly include ourselves in his audience and apply them to our own hearts and our lives. He says, let not your heart be troubled. As Christians, we're exposed to many adversities, many troubles, and even sorrow and suffering sometimes on a daily basis. What this passage teaches us is that while we cannot prevent the many adversities and losses of life, we are able to find the strength and find the power with the help of the Lord to get us through these times. I don't know about you. I can't get through the things that I go through on a daily basis, but I can with the Lord walking by my side. Anybody else in here know that it's the Lord that has gotten you through many of the troubles you faced in life. If it had not been for the Lord on our sides, I don't know where we would be. To God we give the glory. Jesus suggests to us that we need to trust in God. But as we trust in God, we need to also trust in him. He was actually saying, you have trusted God. Now, what I want you to do is to trust in me. Oh, that's what Jesus Christ is saying to all of us. One of the amazing things that Jesus reveals to us is found in verse number two. He says that in my father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I am going to prepare a place for you. This is one of the greatest truths found anywhere in the Bible. And what it implies is that God dwells somewhere in a permanent place. Oh, hallelujah. The word rooms is actually translated mansions. And what Jesus is teaching us is that in God's house, which is heaven, there are many mansions to live. To me, that gives me great comfort that I can know for sure that Jesus has already prepared a mansion in heaven for me to live. And I don't know how you feel about it, but you ought to get excited by the fact that Jesus has already prepared a room for not only me, but he's prepared a room for you as well. And you know what? It ain't just a room. It's a mansion in the sky. And I don't know how you feel about it, but one of these old days, we're going to do just like Brother Reginald, and we're going to go to our mansion in the sky. To know that when I die, I'm going to my father's house gives me hope, great hope. My father's house is where I'm always accepted and loved. See, down here, we run into people that won't accept us. They won't love us the way that we need to be loved. But brothers and sisters, I got some good news. That the house that God has prepared for us, we are accepted in that house. And we are loved in that house. My father's house is where I'm accepted. And you know what? I'm not a guest. <laughs> I am a resident in this new house. You ought to get excited about this. Oh, we don't have to pay for the room because Jesus Christ already paid the price. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I get excited. 
is coming back. Oh, come on. You ought to put your hands together for that. Hey, Jesus is coming back. I want you to stop and think about that for a moment. Jesus isn't going to just show us the way or write about some instruction for us about how we can get into heaven. But he is going to come back. And he's going to take us by the hand and personally lead us to our father's house. Oh, listen, that ought to get somebody some, some good news right there. He's coming back. The apostle Paul expanded this truth when he wrote, for the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Is that what your Bible say? Listen, Brother Reginald still died in the Lord. He died knowing Christ as his personal Lord and Savior. So what that means is when Christ comes again in that great second coming, Brother Reginald will have a lead start on those who are living right now because the Bible says that the dead in Christ will rise first. Oh, is that what your Bible said? That excites me. The dead in Christ are going to rise first. But another great truth from this passage, and I'm going to go to my seat, is in John chapter 14, is that we will one day be with the Lord forever. To me, that must be what makes heaven so wonderful. When our lives are focused upon Jesus Christ, we walk in glory with him forever. The death of a Christian is a wonderful thing. For death takes the Christian to a better place. Oh, help me, Jesus. I don't know how you living on this side. But I'm living my day every day as a life here in Christ. Because I know if I live that way, one day I'm going to be with Jesus Christ forever. A person doesn't just go to heaven to find Christ. He or she finds Christ now and then go to heaven. Oh, that's the order. That's how it happens. This passage of scripture is the, in the gospel of John is the greatest promise of hope that Jesus ever made. When our lives are focused upon Jesus, we walk hand in hand with him in victory. For Jesus takes care of your past, my brothers and my sisters. I came to tell somebody, I don't care what you've done. I don't care how messed up your past is. But when you come to Jesus, just as you are, that Jesus has a way of taking your life and cleaning your life up and giving you a brand new start. I came to tell somebody that you can have a new start with Jesus Christ. And I don't care what anybody says. Brother Reginald was not a perfect individual, but that's all right. He knew that he wasn't perfect because none of us are perfect. None of us dot our eyes. None of us cross all of our T's. I came to tell somebody that just because you made a mistake does not mean that God doesn't love you. I came to tell you that God does love you. He loves you just like you are. He loved Reginald with all of his hiccups. He loved him with all of his mess-ups. But don't you know that just the other day, God called him home. God said, that's enough. 
home just for you. A new home. A new home. A new home just for you. I don't know about you, but I'm so delighted that Jesus Christ, he died on the cross for my sins and for your sins. He died for Brother Reginald's sins. He says, if you give your heart to me, totally over to me, I'll give you a new life. Hallelujah. I'll give you a new life. If you've been living your life and you've been outside of the ark of safety, I came to encourage you that today is your day. Today is your day to get to know him. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how long you've been in the church because there are a whole lot of people that's in the church that really don't have a relationship with God. If you want a relationship with God, if you want a relationship with Jesus Christ, today is your day. You can do that. You can do that. That's what Brother Reginald did. I loved him. I loved my brother. I loved him. But he was not perfect. And none of us are. None of us are perfect. But you know what I love about God? He loves us with our imperfections. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God loves us with our imperfections. Oh, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for this day. Thank you for the life of Brother Reginald Steele. God, he touched us in so many ways. God, we love you. We lift up this family to you. And God, I pray that this message has touched someone's life. Touch them in such a way, oh God, that they look at their lives and they see that they're going in the wrong direction. God, help them to develop a relationship with Jesus Christ. Because if they do, that will cause their lives to be better. God, I thank you. I pray that this word has blessed many. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Come on, you can do better than that. Give God some praise in here. Come on, let's give God some praise in here. We're going to ask Sister Naomi Worthy to sing I Am Free. And we're going to call the funeral directors to come back. And we will meet you at Gethsemane Memorial Garden. Amen. To God we give the glory. We're going to ask everyone to stand, except for this family. Everyone else, please stand. the blessing praise the Lord hallelujah I'm free